0: All right, Bo, so let's talk about uh, Moto America. Let's talk about the local race series. They were at uh, Virginia International Raceway. What did you see this weekend? Start with Superbike. Let's start there.
1: Okay, we'll jump into Superbike, and what can we say, Jake Gagné? Um, Jake Gagné ran away with both of these races Jason are we um, sure that's not Cameron Bobier? that's exact you know so <laughs> I made a comment to, to uh, my wife whenever it showed him a couple times actually riding does he not look like Cameron Bobier on that bike this year
0: I I feel like Cameron coached him up that's what I feel like I do I mean it is he he's it just looks easy and he's not just winning, he's dominating he's when e- he wins. He's efficient.
1: Uh, I mean, he, he's not moving around on a hall. And I and I'd have to really go back and watch some of the races from last year to see if Jake Gagne moves a lot around on the bike a lot. If he's really getting you know hanging off the bike here and there. And but this year, uh, it was I think it was coming through turn five and six there at uh, at V.I. that I really saw an efficiency out of what he's doing on the bike. There's not a lot of movement on the bike. It's just move what you need to do, when you need to do it and then let the bike do the rest. Um, and my goodness he looks good.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know he definitely follows that mantra of do what you need to do when you need to do it and that's it. but he is he is he is so efficient and so in control on that bike right now. Um, he's got it dialed in. He likes the feeling. I mean, watching the times those guys were running, I had, I might have said a few four-letter words at the screen as they were popping those lap times up. I was like, you got to be kidding. I mean, they look really good. Um, I, my goodness, but Jake Gagne, I said at the beginning of the year, this guy's got to win, and he must have hurt us because that's all he's doing. Well, yes. His motor doesn't let him down. He is winning, and he's winning by a lot. So, yeah, he's definitely been a staple on this championship. Yeah. So, so this talent that we've been hearing about for the last three or four years of Jake Gagne, we're seeing that everybody was right, um, and I'm I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed with Jake Gagne.
1: No, absolutely. I'm right on board with you. I'm. I, I mean, you know me. I like I like Yamaha teams. I'm I'm a big Yamaha fanboy. Really? Uh, That's but, weird. Um, I hate you, but. <laughs> But, no, uh, you know, we saw a Yamaha lockout of the, of, uh, the podium in race one. Um, you know, Matt Skoltz, Josh Heron filled out the rest of the podium. Uh, but Jake Gagne, 11.8 seconds over Matt Skoltz to the finish line. and
0: um, just Matt Skoltz see. is no slouch.
1: Exactly. Uh, it, Matt Skoltz is looking really strong this year, too. And and for Jake Gagne to come out and put a 12-second gap between he and Matt Skoltz, then it's 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 insane but um matt speaking of matt Skultz looked great in race one looked good you know also in race two he got ran wide run wide into turn one but he gathered it back up fought back through the paddock and still got a uh a, a podium out of it but um you know josh heron coming in third place what do you think of josh heron
0: this year jason what do i think of josh heron oh I think the same thing i've always thought about josh heron which is there's a lot of talent there but there's a reason josh heron won the championship and then didn't have a ride right um and i think that reason is josh heron um you know josh he got really upset with a rider you know berated him while they're on track because of something that happened and and i get it man you're 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 working hard, but that, that stuff seems to follow Josh Heron. He always finds a reason to get up in arms and fired up at somebody. You know, we talked earlier this year about how maybe working with Tony Elias might've changed his outlook a little bit, but man, you take Tony Elias out of the picture and all of a sudden I'm seeing the same Josh Heron I used to see, you know, I feel like a little bit of Polis Spargo is in there and I don't like it. Now that's not to say that, you know, I don't know what's going on with Josh's bike and all that stuff. And he's, he finished third twice in Road Atlanta, um, race one here. He's third again. Um, but he's not close to his teammate, not right. close at all. And he wasn't close to second place, you know, in this race either. So I don't know. I mean, you, he, he beat out Laura's Baz barely, you know, by less than a second, a guy that had never been to this track, um, um. So I don't know that the jury's out for me on Heron. I think, I think Heron's a supremely talented writer. I think he just gets in his own way a little bit.
1: Okay. Uh, Where are you? No, I I agree. I'm there with you. There's a, there's such a wealth of talent there. and, And the, the raw talent is, it can't be argued at all, but it's the, that composure on the bike um to just to just get on with it you know if something something happens with you just forget about it just don't react to it and just go and, and and it's
0: funny too because when we see josh heron on a satellite team my goodness man he puts his head down and he goes and gets it but he gets to the factory team and it just feels like he changed now i just i hate saying that stuff out loud because number one i don't know josh personally i don't know what's going on and maybe that's just He's not really meaning for it to come off like that, and it just does. Um, And I probably never get to go to the Herring compound now. But, you know, it's, for me, you know, Josh won the Superbike Championship. He beat Josh Hayes. And then he didn't have a ride. And that's one of the strangest, that, that to me is a super big red flag. How has that, sh- that happened, right? Yeah, same thing with Suzuki.
1: Uh, you know, he was really in jeopardy and, and after the first few races. And I think Suzuki kind of sat him down and said, hey, listen, you need to start being a team player. And, and we saw that for the rest of the year. Um, and, but like you said, you know, how much of that is, has taken and how much is sticking with him right now. Um, you know, and once again, obviously, I don't know Josh Hare personally either. Um you know, I'm sure that Josh Heron loves listening to our podcast. Uh, he might he might unsubscribe Not anymore. now. Yeah, he might Not unsubscribe anymore, now. But I, you know. I,
0: I said all that stuff. I said I, I the talent of Josh Heron is undeniable. I, I watch him ride and sometimes he just looks it looks so easy for him. Mm-hmm. And then other times he really struggles and I wonder what that's from, you know but i don't i didn't want to attack josh heron but that's just the way i feel about it like if you know those are some red flags and i think he's got to cut that stuff out because i think when he doesn't do it we see a better racing josh heron
1: yeah his bike manipulation is is second to none uh, i mean what he can do with a bike that's not uh, might, that might not have the perfect setup on it on a race day he can still fight for a, a top position you know and and he's it's just it's because of that raw talent and, and maybe some of those frustrations when the bike isn't isn't completely set up the way that he needs it to be set up is when they really come out. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously we're we're armchair quarterback and Josh, if you want to talk to us about it and clarify some stuff, we're always here. We would love to talk to you and get to know what's inside your head. So give us a shout.
0: Absolutely. Mark Absolutely and I, listen, if I if I've eliminated my my invitation to the herring compound, I'll take everything back. Jason, I'll take it sorry. all back. <laughs> But no, I I think I'd love to see Josh Heron challenging Jake Gagne because I think Josh Heron has the talent to challenge Jake Gagne. Yep. So let's let's throw all that other stuff to the side and let's go challenge our teammate in a constructive manner. Yeah. And so right?
1: Jake Jake was, was Jake Gagne was in the exact same seat last year right you know mm-hmm. he was seeing a Cameron Bobier run away with races and mm-hmm. so now the shoes on the other foot just a little bit and Jake Gagne is the one that's starting to mm-hmm. manage these big leads and the in these long uh, these these races and so now Josh Heron's got to take a little bit of those notes and say okay well you know how did J- Jake Gagne possibly deal with this last year and and then step towards right. that to say all right you know I can do this I can I can keep my head down I want to keep racing he needs to be in the paddock I mean hands down this guy needs to be in the paddock he needs to be on a team he needs to be I agree. You know, I agree.
0: All right, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, but uh, so, but then, what about Loris Baz? How did you feel about Loris Baz finishing in fourth in race one? What'd you think?
1: You know, Loris Baz first day. I think was was this the first weekend he's ever ridden at VIR? First time he's thrown a leg over the bike at VIR? No,
0: I think he did a track day at VIR, but that's not the same thing, right? It wasn't on his bike, right? So.
1: Um, I mean, he can't. I mean, obviously, he's a he's a he's a veteran, right? He's he's just he's he's been a staple in in uh, World Superbike and and has been in GP before. So um, the guy knows his way around a motorcycle, and and he can pick it pick up a track fairly easily. I think um, I think the Ducati looks strong. Um, I, I definitely think that they're still trying to find good setups, but I think that Loris Baz is probably bringing them some of the better data that. They could have been getting in the that they have gotten in the past couple seasons. Um, yeah. So I say that as, as diplomatically as I can. um But yeah, wow. I, th- I think Loris Paz is bringing good results to that Dang. team in his first. In his first. There's
0: season. a Wyman on the Bow Bus, everybody. There's <laughs> <a whole> Wyman <laughs> is on the Bow Bus. Everybody, everybody heard it. If you don't know that that was a Bow Bus reference, then you just haven't listened to our podcast before. <laughs> Gosh. I wasn't oh, mean about goodness. it. <laughs> uh, he's still on there. He's still on there. At least you're not a hood ornament, though. Don't get on the hood ornament, Kyle. Stay on the bus. Don't get out of your seat. But go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I just no, had to no, bo no. bust it for a minute. I'm ha- I'm happy with all... <laughs>
1: I'm happy with what Loris Baz is doing this year. Um, uh, He's bringing another.
0: (laughs) Because we were very unhappy with what Kyle Wyman was doing (laughs) for the previous two years. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is the greatest 10 minutes of my life. Oh my. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, okay. so I'm can't, sorry, Bo. So Camp Peterson, Cam Peterson rounds out our top five on the Suzuki. You don't know want to talk about Laura's pants anymore? I'm
0: done. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry.
0: All right, Camp Peterson. Let's move on. Camp Peterson,
1: looking great on the Suzuki this year. What can you he really say? is? Oh no,
0: man. no. I I think coming into the category. After really pretty much dominating the stock one thousand class, I I think he's it's been positive for him this year. It really has. He he's uh, he he would love to be on the podium. I think he'll get there. I think he'll get some podiums this year. I think you know he and Bobby Fong's had oh, some yeah. bad luck, but yes. but I I think Cameron will get there. He he looks really strong. And uh, if you look at the the fastest lap times, you know he 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 outran. Uh, in terms of fastest lap, his fastest lap was faster than Laura Spaz, and, you know, he was right there. Um, he was oh just barely behind Laura Spaz. So, right, yeah. So, you know, he was right there. So, I, look, he's there, but, you know, Cameron's a great rider. I think we'll see what Suzuki can do. I, I don't know if anybody's going to challenge Jake Gagne. I haven't. I'm shocked at what Jake Gagne is doing. But, I you know, second, third, fourth, I think Cam Peterson will be there all year.
1: No, I agree. I I absolutely agree. He and Bobby Fong are really going to make some steps forward soon, I think. And they're going to be, we're just going to have an even tighter top 10 battle, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely excited about it. But those guys are absolutely, they're going to make a step forward.
0: Um, Yeah. I I was really impressed with Hector Barbara. Yes. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. That's an old bike. That's a, what, two year old bike now? Um, I think so. You know, and he's, 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 you know, top six finish. So. No, kudos to him. I, I'm not sure how much time he's ever gotten at VIR before. Um, and running right there with it. So,
0: Yeah. Well, who finished after Hector Barbara? Uh,
1: <laughs> the Panera Bread Ducati of Kyle Wyman.
0: Um, and, and how do I'm, you feel <laughs> about Kyle Wyman and the Panera Bread Ducati? <laughs> <laughs> I can't...
1: <laughs> so Kyle Wyman, hey man, on the Panera Bread Ducati, <laughs> you know, Kyle <laughs> I, 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 we've heard all the time, Kyle, Kyle Wyman is, you know, he's a team manager, he's a writer he's he's this, and he does, he wears all these hats within his own organization. Um, but we've just not seen consistent and. Good results from a rider who has been in the class as long as he has. Um, 28 seconds off of the off of the win uh, winning time off a gate. Jake Gagne, excuse me. Um, And obviously that's not where Kyle Wyman wants to be, but Kyle Wyman's got to do better. We've got to see better results. We we've got to figure something out um, uh, about why Kyle Wyman is not. able to run with those front runners. Uh, we've seen it, it'll happen for one or two laps, but then after that, it's it's over, it's done with. We're seeing, you know, some mistakes. We're seeing uh, tires not lasting. Um, it, it's just, it's a bit concerning um, to me.
0: Sure. Well, okay. So I, I hear what you're saying about, and there there is some truth to it, I guess. But what I think is that, you know, Kyle Wyman's basically... A privateer, right? And he does wear a lot of hats. So, while I would love to see Kyle Wyman up at the front, I think, I think the fact that Kyle Wyman is doing everything that he's doing, and he's still in the top ten consistently, and he's in the top five a lot, but he's consistently in that top ten. I, I just think I give him a lot of credit. I, I know that it must be so hard. It, the, the energy required to keep yourself in writing shape, to handle logistics, to drive, to to manage, to do all those things that he has to do. It's got to be the energy that he has to use to do those things is, is monumental. And uh, just a lot of credit to me goes to a guy like that because that is what the privateer racing is all about. I mean, obviously he's got some sponsors and he's got some other stuff going on, so he's not doing it out of the back of his van. But at the same time, he's just he's doing it the same way and managing all the same things, just on a larger scale. And sometimes that's harder, not easier. And uh, so, yeah, I would love to see Kyle Wyman be a little more consistent. I'd love to see him be closer to the front with that big, powerful V4R. Um, but also, man, I respect the hustle and the grind. There's still a lot and of
1: development going on, I think, with that bike. Yeah, I think yeah. He was and receiving... he's not
0: getting a ton of factory or support either, uh, yeah. let's be honest.
1: Well, I think last year he was. Uh, not a ton, I say. I'm sorry. So I think last year it was almost like a hybrid factory privateer effort um, with that Ducati. I think that Ducati was providing some engineers. Or until engineer. they brought Unti- until right, the right. end of the year. Right. Um, it, uh, yeah. So I'm not sure what he was allowed to take with him, um, uh, you know. Or but but he's got experience on that that platform. You know, obviously he was the first one in the Moto America paddock to uh, to grab that Ducati and run with it. He took up a gamble on himself, um, and he, let's let's be honest, it was a rough year last year on that Ducati. Yep. It, we saw it on yep. the deck way more than we saw it, you know, on two wheels. Um, well, that
0: happens when you're distracted, and when you're pushing. Right. You know, and, if you're if one you're, or the other, but when you're both.
1: You know, I think you know. it was at one, uh, I mean, at one track, he's actually dragging, he was dragging, I think it was Road America, he had come through uh, turn six, uh, or turn turn six or turn seven. Um, something scraped, I think it was his exhaust, or it was either his exhaust or, or his, uh, um, his foot peg was dragging. I mean, those are aftermarket foot pegs, and, and he's got the bike cranked over that far, and he's dragging stuff. So, you know, setups have been a, tri- a challenge for that team as well. I think trying to find what works well for them in the race. And like Mm -hmm. you said, they've gotten a lot of their factory uh, support probably yanked. So now they're, they're doing a lot of stuff on the fly and, um, and trying to kind of fight their way through it. Um, But uh, no, definitely would like to see a Kyle Lyman where he wants to be up front. Um, So, you know, keep plugging, like you said, respect the hustle. Um,
0: But, I'm just saying, Kyle, we're I'm I'm cool to come and ride that Panera Bread Ducati anytime. I'll help you out, whatever you need. You need me to carry tires over to the Dunlop guys? I got you. Um, yeah, I think you know, this is tough. It's tough. In in the United States, we have the privateer kind of deal, right? Like it, mm-hmm. that's always kind of been the AMA back in the AMA days, the privateer was a big part of the paddock and it still is in moto america which is different i think from a lot of the european series it's definitely different than moto gp nobody does that i mean they're they're privateers but they're not doing it on their you know they're not going to work five days a week and then driving you know what i mean um so it's it's tough but one of the things that I, I said to you last week was that, uh, Jason Uribe is now following my track day dad's Instagram. So what's up, Jason finishing in eighth in race one. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about that. I feel like, you know, I'm pretty famous. Jason and I are obviously <laughs> best friends now. Um, and, uh, you know, so I wanted to give a shout out to him for finishing up in eighth on the fly racing, ADR Motorsports Suzuki. Um, and then Jake Lewis Definitely. on a yep. super stock looked, speaking of super stock, looked great in those races. I mean, looked great. Um, and then putting it in ninth in the super bike race, that's pretty good. And you, I have to say, you were right. They did call it the super bike cup, not the super stock cup. You told me that, and I tried to correct you. I was incorrect. So I'm going to go ahead and give you that win right now, um, I especially after him. the Kyle Wyman fiasco. I got to take him um, to can, man. Yeah, hey, man, you got to but uh Kyle's brother Travis in 10th what do you think man I mean that BMW for Travis Wyman looks much better this year than it did last year so obviously some development going on
1: yeah I, he's looking like he's having fun this year uh, that, that's that's I guess that's a difference that I saw at Road Atlanta um you know in the stock 1000 races but he it, it just looks. It looks better this year. I mean, he, and he looks like he's having fun, uh, fun riding the bike. So, and yeah. you know as well as I do that that makes a huge difference. Whenever you're you're comfortable on the package that you've got, it, it's clicking with you. You're able to push a little bit into that next realm of uh, of limit that you want to find. Um, so and that makes all the difference in the world to these guys. Whenever they're you know they're riding on a razor's edge, um, and, and it gives you that that confidence and that that headspace on the bike as well. So. No, I, I think Travis Wyman definitely looks strong this year. Like you said, you know, top 10 in the super bike class. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's a strong weekend. He, it, he's doing well. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the one of the things about the super bike race um, is, you know, they have those stock 1,000 guys out there. So, you know, I think Corey, Corey uh, Alexander finished 11th. Bobby Fong had a little off, a runoff somewhere. And uh, he ended up finishing in 12th. But, um, you know, Jeff May, to me, might be the story of the year. I mean, here's this guy didn't even plan to do this. And a couple of weeks before the first race, Vision Wheel is like, hey, let's go racing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, he's just, he's doing well. And, goodness gracious, like you said, that's a stock bike, you know, and they're still developing this bike from road Atlanta and, and still finding good race setups. But it seems to me like they definitely found something this last weekend at, uh, at VIR.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, I, it's really crazy, um, how well he's racing a bike that's basically like you said, stock with, very few modifications and they're still finding a race set up and there's you know it's just crazy to me but um you know it was it was it was just it's fun to watch him ride now he didn't ride in the second race I think you know he still works Monday through Thursday so you know he had to go home so he raced on Saturday and then raced the stock 1000 race on Sunday and then took took off for home so you know but Good on, good on Jeff May. I mean, carrying the torch. I mean, he's an older guy. He's in his late thirties, and he's still fast, man. Wow,
1: definitely. And, and you know, that's a good, uh, that's a good point that you make there. Is that these guys they do have Monday to Fridays, uh, some of them. You know, and and it's easy to forget uh that whenever we see you know gp riders that this that's their their primary job their their employment you know they're paid riders and obviously you know some of these stock 1000 guys that's what they do as well but the, a lot of these guys they they get up and go to work monday morning um and they train when they can they 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 have to pay for their their races one way or another so um yep and it goes back to Kyle Wyman you know I can pick on Kyle Wyman for for not having the greatest uh, greatest results but, you know, I do respect what he brings to the table. I I do respect that he is, uh, you know, he wears those many hats within his program. Um, and he's still one of the better riders, you know, the best riders in the nation that we've got, right? So yep. um, th- yep. There's he's an instructor for um, uh, Yamaha Champions Riding School. So, you know, you don't get to be at, at that tier by being Joe Schmo on a bike that – you know, that don't try to days. back no. up. Listen, don't hey. try to
0: don't try to grovel. This is terrible. You. Oh, no, <laughs> I can't I, let it go, but I'm not letting it go. You, you put that man on the bus and maybe didn't you, you even can, give him a seat. Just put you, him in the floor of the aisle. You can be on, on, the on the bus.
1: You can be on the Bo bus and me still me still give you a chance. So Kyle Wyman's getting his chance to. Uh, All right.
0: All right, all right, okay, all right. Road America, all right well, what about see something? Y- absolutely. Well, what about race two, though? I mean, we saw Jake Gagne again dominate, run away, but but you know, Loris Baz finishing second, um, pretty pretty good. That's pretty good
1: yeah so uh, and, and there was an incident that incident in turn one uh it you know loris Baz got lucky there and and didn't he was he came out the best i think it was between matt's cult he and um uh i can't remember Cameron Peterson. was it cam peterson they all mm-hmm. kind of ran wide but loris Baz was the one that didn't that that, that got the best of it i think um oh yeah and, and he was still you know just under 14 seconds off of the lead um but Matt Skoltz fighting, fighting all the way back through the paddock yeah. or through the grid yep. and, and still finishing third, two seconds off of uh, off of bass That's scary to me if I'm yeah. looking at timesheets and I'm and I'm seeing yep. okay, you know, oh my goodness, it was Matt actually
0: Skoltz only one point two seconds. Um, that's, I mean, he was close. I mean he 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 ra- he ran unbelievably. I mean. No doubt and not to take so.
1: anything away from Loris Baz right you No. Know, nope. to your point nope. he you know, was
0: involved too yeah you know coming
1: in finishing second um I, I think that Jake Gagne is just operating on a whole different level right now than these guys and they're all going to be trying to find something much like what we saw what we saw last year from Cam Peter uh, excuse me Cam Bobier um but yep. uh, they're yeah. gonna make these they you know Loris Baz I I think we're gonna see Loris Baz take some victories this year
0: he just looks no, too, I think so
1: looks too strong not to.
0: Well, I'm, I, I say I think so. But what I think is that, you know, I, I don't know about this year because this was the first time he's seen a lot of these tracks. When they go to the Ridge, he's never been there before. Um, Road America, he's probably never been there before. So we'll see, maybe. But I think the thing to take away is that, man, what a professional, right? Like, Absolutely. get in there, uh, new continent, new tires, new bike, new tracks. And he's right off the bat. He is fast. And that's, that's when you know someone super talented um and and i'm tip of the hat to him for that i mean the other thing is that i saw you know our friends up at pit lane moto i I know a bunch of those guys i'm sure you do too um he they were talking about Laura spaz and Laura spaz stayed late with his team helped work on the bike eating dinner with his team helped them load the truck when everything was done that's a guy that your mechanics will work hard for yeah absolutely and 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 everybody on that team will, will work hard. And whatever he needs, they'll find. They'll find a way to get it because everybody likes a guy like that. And uh, so, you know, I, I just, I'm just i happy he's having a good year and he's getting some good finishes. And we'll see if he can get up to speed and maybe even challenge Jake Gagne. Um, but it was also a great ride from Matt Skoltz. It really was. After that incident that you talked about, a lot of riders, you know, Cam Peterson only finished in seventh. That's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if 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 you're if you're Matt Skultz, it's disappointing to finish third when you felt that like you probably had the pace to go and maybe finish second. But at the same time, you salvaged the job. It was no fault of yours that you were out there. Right. Um, it just happened. Um, you know, we had Josh Aaron in fourth, the guy we talked about pretty extensively before. So he's he's really been right there. I mean, I, we I kind of went in on him a little bit, but at the same time, you can't really argue. I mean, nobody's catching Gagne right? I mean, all this guy's doing is finishing third, fourth, third, fourth. Okay. That's where he is. He's going to take a step forward with the bike. And if he takes a step forward with the bike, maybe he's in second. Maybe he gets to challenge Gagne, you know, and we'll see. Um, Bobby Fong, like I said, has had a tough year. Lots of bad juju so far, but he's still fighting through it and finished in fifth. So... Yeah, this I mean
1: this this is not the Bobby Fong that I expected to see. I didn't. So I far I expected
0: uh, both Suzuki's. Well, I think Cam did what I thought he would do. I I expected Bobby to do a lot better. No, I, I
1: definitely want to see Bobby Fong, kind of you know get whatever's going on figured out, take that step forward, and and like you said, you know start taking it to Jake Jake Gagne. Yeah,
0: I would like that too. I, I think we'd all like to see Jake Gagne have to race at the front. Um, of course, that's what we would have loved to see with Cam Beaubier for the last five years, but he never, <laughs> he was always too fast and it never happened. So maybe Gagne is the same. Um, you know, uh, I, I mentioned Kyle Wyman in sixth. So mm-hmm. another solid finish. Um, the biggest thing here, you talked about it. He was putting that bike on the deck an awful lot last year. This year, he's finishing races. Yes. Yep. He's finishing races, which is a big deal. Um, Cam Peterson is seventh, Hector Barber in eighth. I'm just really impressed with what Barbara did. You know, Baz was obviously a little better, but I think Baz's bike's a little better, too. But I I think what Hector Barbara has done this year has been really good. Like, he, he said he's just now beginning to feel like the bike is his bike. Mm-hmm. That's a you big know, thing. It, it, that's that's, that's yeah, it really is.
1: important. And once again, that's also a couple-year-old uh, BMW, I think. I don't think yeah. that's a new bike, is it?
0: No, it is It is. a, it is a 2020. Okay. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I don't think it's 21, but it is a 2020. But I, So it's a year old. But I, I think... I can attest to the fact that if you don't feel like your bike is your bike, you can't ride it. I mean, you saw me struggle a little bit when I got my new bike. Um, I made some changes, and then all of a sudden it was my bike, and and I I could do much better, um, and that was good. Uh, again, Corey Alexander with a great finish in the top 10 on his Superstock 1000, and Andrew Lee finishing in 10th um, was a is a great finish. There's this, this is another thing. That blew my mind. You know, Andrew Lee in 2018 and 2019 was the super stock 1000 champion and then did not get a ride for whatever reason last year and was on the sidelines and, um, he's back this year and he doesn't really have the feel yet, but he, if he gets the feel on that bike, I think he'll be right at the front of his stock 1000 glass. He's not there yet, but he'll get there. But, um, you know, I'm wishing good things for uh, Andrew Lee and, you know, Travis Wyman and Michael Gilbert. So after you get past number eight, it's all stock 1,000 guys. Right.
1: Uh, Then with Max Flinders. I think Max Flinders is still on Superbike this year, isn't he?
0: Oh, yep, you're right. So And I think Danilo Lewis too, so I I missed that. But you had uh, Corey, I saw four in a row, and I just thought, well, that's the rest of them. Corey, Andrew, Travis, Michael Gilbert, Mm -hmm. all on stock 1,000 bikes. That's how fast those guys are. Um, what about the, uh, super stock race or yeah, the super stock races, the 600s. What'd you think about those races?
1: So the super sport class, uh, obviously (laughs) I have to say I was super, uh, super excited again to see, um, Stefano Mesa riding with uh, right at the front with those guys, you know, not to take anything away from uh,
0: unbelievable, just
1: great racing all around. Uh, you know, these, these, these are really exciting races to watch, you know, Sean Dillon Kelly's really taken it to Richie Escalante this year. Um, we saw Ben Smith take a big step forward in race one. You know, Ben Smith was running with those guys and actually put it on the podium. And yep. you yeah. know, huge, huge kudos to him. And uh, you know, one of his rider coaches, Ken Hill. You know, Ken's a fantastic guy, a, an amazing coach. I can I can attest to that. Um, you know, I know I've, I've talked with Ken a few times, met Ken, um, great guy. And um, it's clear, you know, when you see Ben on the bike that he's, you know, making good decisions. He's racing with these guys. He's quick, quick guy. So, uh, but not to take anything away from uh, Stefano Mesa. I think Stefano Mesa was actually uh, riding a bit injured. I think he'd had an off uh, in Brad He practice. had a high side. He um, it it
0: had a dent in his tank. <laughs> so,
1: you know, he uh, and for him to play second in race one and be a second off of, uh, off of Sean Dillon Kelly – uh, i mean my hat goes off to stefano mesa the, the this guy needs it's a, a privateer yeah it's the privateer he, he's, he's he has he needs a, a full-time contract a full-time ride i, I mean I, I i'm i'm a stefano mesa fanboy i have to be i'm sorry uh, i mean the thing no, is...
0: I, I i i definitely respect stefano i see him he comes to track days more often than a lot of these guys we see him a lot he races a lot like he does Wira. He chases contingency money I mean, CCS, he 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 just goes and uh he's all about the racing and I'm I'm with you. He needs a he needs a permanent seat in Moto America. That's what he needs. But you know, I, I don't know why, maybe it's his choice. I don't know why he's not getting there, but he definitely has the results to earn a spot, that's for sure.
1: Right. So, you know, and Richie Escalante also, he just had an injury uh, a couple of weeks ago. He had a, you know, broke his collarbone. Collar yeah, yeah. he's got plate and, and stuff in there. So he had a really strong showing in race one.
0: Um, and- that's tough, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine what that's like. So he got the plate put in, and then I think he had, he broke it on a Tuesday. He had the plate put on that Wednesday, and he was racing nine days later. Hmm. I mean... Come on, that's that's tough, dude. All these guys that do this for a living, their toughness is unquestionable. You just can't question it. You you cannot because they are they are super super, super men. I don't know how to say it. I oh, I, <laughs> no, without a doubt, I, I yeah.
1: It's we don't have words for it, you know, because we, we uh-uh. they're made of something else. They just want to. They, they have that, that yep. bone in them that wants to race so badly and it doesn't care what that's gets right. in its way.
0: Well, that's why you and I are talking and they're riding. So. Right.
1: So our our, uh, <laughs> our our fifth place finisher was uh, Rocco Landers in uh, race 1. How do you feel how are you feeling about Rocco this year so far stepping up to the super sport class?
0: I think he's adjusting. One of the things I saw with Rocco was the amount of chatter that he was dealing with. Uh it was nuts. It was nuts and I I thought to myself as I think about many times and it's a little embarrassing that I think this so often was like I can't do that. <laughs> 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 like i mean when you see the bike just the front suspension just working in slow motion i i don't know how i don't know how you even go fast i would be terrified if that was my bike because you can feel every bit of you could see it shaking him but you know somehow he still managed to throw down a 128 with all that chatter and it would it, it followed him into race two as well but he you know, so I think he's learning. I think they got to get the bike setting figured out. It's obviously a bigger, heavier bike for him, um, but once he gets it figured out, that class is going to look out because that kid's fast. You know, once, yeah.
1: and he he's grown up a bit too. You know, he he's put on some weight. He's definitely you know, he's getting he's kind of coming into his own as a young man. And and you know, he's that's that involves an adjustment too on the bike, right? You're going to have to figure out your different strengths and and. About how to muffle that bike around a little bit and and yep. adjusting to size all around. So, I agree. I, I think that he's going to take a big step forward, and there's going to be a lot of development with that bike, a lot of feel, a lot of setup change, and and just a lot of growing uh, around that package that they've got for him.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, the guy, though, that I am a little curious about is Samuel Lockoff. Now, obviously, Samuel Lockoff came up with for, through the cups class with uh, Rocco Landers. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, uh, really the closest challenger maybe to Rocco Landers in that class. But I see some really good things to lock off, but he kind of falls off at the end of the races. I I think that's just a learning curve. And I think, I think he'll start to get a handle on it. And,
1: uh, he made a huge, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah no doubt no doubt yeah he uh he made a huge step forward from race one to race two actually this weekend you know he uh he he finished uh race one in eighth place but then in race two he was right behind Rocco Landers in in p5 and I think that he and Rocco actually were going back and forth quite a bit with each other for a while and then you know Sam dropped off by about three seconds at the end of the race but um no he, he definitely found something on Sunday and like you said, I think that's going to carry a lot of momentum into the rest of the season um with him and and the development of that bike and and getting used to that that bike
0: yeah and I, I, look you know we we mentioned Sean Dylan Kelly but you know this year he's won three out of the four races this guy this guy is serious about winning this year I mean he he's really doing it um you know I had even said I, I hadn't seen it well I see it now um I see what everybody's been talking about and and that's the thing that when we don't see these guys up close every day and we can't like these guys that are in the paddock and racing every weekend they see the great they sell they saw up close and personal they saw Cameron Bobier, Josh Hayes Tony Elias they saw that and so you know I always tend to think well I don't see it in Sean Dylan Kelly but if they think it then there's a reason right and and yeah. so now we're starting to see all that hype why there was hype behind SDK, and he's earning it for sure. Uh, you're right; he's taking it to Richie Escalante this year now. Like we talked about, Richie was a little injured this week, and he finished second both races and in Road Atlanta, and he was injured this week. But uh, you know,
1: race two, you know, he I, didn't look injured at all, though. Yeah, no, you know, no. Well, he, here you go.
0: I my think goodness. Uh, Jason Pridmore talked about it. You know, after race one, now you know what it's going to feel like. You're like, okay, I can do this. And man, he just took off like a shot and he he never looked back. And he, I mean, he, he gapped SDK and just, it was easy. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy how easy it was. And, uh, I was, I was shocked. I mean, SDK came in second, but he was seven and a half seconds behind Escalante. I mean, Escalante's best lap was almost half a second faster than sdk's best lap now that can be attributed to a ton of stuff you know we know that the conditions change on track and whatever but man that was crazy right like i didn't see that coming
1: no i i I certainly did not i completely agree with you it was a surprise to see that kind of domination out of a race um from someone that we knew that was very freshly injured especially seeing the result that we had the day before you know when sean dylan kelly had come out and and how dominant sean dylan kelly's been so far um, you didn't really know what it was going to do to Richie Escalante's confidence. But, it, you know, race two uh, at VIR on Sunday, it really looked like race one of the season last year whenever Richie came out and said, okay, here I am, guys, try to keep up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, he uh, did. You're right. Uh, but Sean Dillon Kelly, you know, obviously he rode a good race. Um, he, he knew that he didn't have that pace. He went ahead and he, he managed the managed his spot back to second place uh, or back to third. He, he managed that gap well and raced to his pit board uh from second back and you know once we've said it numerous times and it's obvious you know points win championships so he did what he needed to do and he brought home the he went, came home with a second place in the points
0: that's right and then you know stefano mesa another podium uh, finishing in third i don't we can't say it enough he needs he needs a ride he needs a sponsor uh, absolutely um,
1: i'm going to beat the stefano mesa drum as much as i can
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, and then the guy we talked about, Rocco Landers, he finished in fourth. Still, the chatter was crazy. I watched it. I, I, I watched it and watched it and watched it. I was like, holly. Especially you could see it coming into seven um, and one. The, the t- but So uh, we talked a little bit about the stock 1,000 guys. Um, but, you know, I wanted to just give a heads up for the winner and the podium guys, especially. You know, Jake Lewis looked great in race one. I uh, just clipped Corey Alexander there and Jeff May with the uh, the podium finish again. Uh, and Michael Gilbert in fourth, Andrew Lee in fifth. So maybe, like I talked about, Andrew Lee has started to get the feel of that bike and get it figured out. But uh, uh, those were good races, man. It was really good. What would you think? Did you watch any of it?
1: I didn't get to watch the Stock 1000 races, unfortunately. I didn't get that far. But I'll try to go back and, and look, watch them over this week.
0: You told me that, but I just want everybody to know that you're not a real race fan. I just wanted to know that.
1: I'll edit that out. I have to edit these anyway. <laughs>
0: well, in race two, Corey Alexander got his revenge, uh, beat Jake Lewis, just pipped him at the line, uh, .047. Mm. Yeah. It was a great race. Uh, Michael Gilbert stuck it on the podium ahead of Jeff May, uh, and then Travis Wyman in fifth. Um, you know, look, these guys are talented for sure. Like the time, They're running 126s. My goal last time I was there before the motor blew up was to get under 140. Yeah, that's no, it moving. hurts your feelings.
1: That's moving too, so.
0: Yeah, and I felt like I was moving. I felt like king of the world. These dudes are like, oh, is that cool? I can do that looking at you the whole time. What if I'm behind you? It doesn't matter. You're not that fast. <laughs> uh, so it, it's just, that's how fast they are. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I think we need to mention, if we have time, I don't think we do, but. We got Mugello this week. Real quick, what do you think about that Luca Marini livery? Oh, my gosh. If you don't say it's amazing, I'm going to junk punch you. That <laughs> bike looks amazing.
1: No, it's uh, it's definitely loud. And uh, it's... Oh, this uh, guy. I, I mean, it looks kept... kept... like... You wear
0: that... high-vis yellow, and you're worried about loud. You... you... <laughs>
1: No, I, I appreciate it. It looks good. I, I I love it. Um, I I have to admit, you know, I'm all about asymmetry, and uh, and that's
0: okay. Well, real quick, give me, um, you know, we we have what's going on. What do you have? What do you got on the on the Moto three race? Who are you looking at? What are you trying to oh, see?
1: Oh goodness. Um, I'm gonna have to go with my boy Bender. I uh, I mean, I I gotta okay. I gotta keep
0: betting. He's got to do some. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then I've, I've got to go with, uh, you know, Pedro Acosta. Um, I, I think he's going to go do a good bounce back, and I want to see what happens to him now that he's fallen, right? He's fallen down, so let's see what he does. Mm-hmm. All right, Moto2, what do you got?
1: It's a tough call there. I, I, I want to say Sam Woods is going to take it this, this weekend, though. Okay, all what right. What about you? I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different route. I'm going to go Marco Bezzecchi, the Italian, bringing it home. They are racing in Mugello which is a bucket list place for me to at least attend a race and if I ever get to ride on that track you'll never hear the end of it so be warned. We're not uh, here but at the I'm going to take Mark now with... anyway. Right, right. Well that's that's okay. Well, enjoy it because <laughs> that's all you can do. Um yeah, so I'm taking Bozeki as a home race there. Uh let's uh let's talk about uh MotoGP who you got?
1: I'm going to go with Peko.
0: Okay. All right, I I like that pick actually a lot. So I'm gonna go Johan Zarco. Oh wow! I'm gonna go Zarco because that big long straight at Mugello. I mean, it's just they're, they're gonna go 360 miles an hour. <laughs> so, so yeah. But, yeah. but if he stays up, he's gonna. I'm going Zarco just for fun. I I think Fabio and obviously and Jack Miller also have a great chance, but just for fun, let's go Zarco. It'll be fun. Let's see what happens.
1: Okay, I'll take that.
0: All right. Well, look, man, we we've uh, we've run it right up against the, the limit here. Um, yeah. Talking about, we had a lot of racing to unpack, but uh, it was fun. And uh, to all you guys out there, follow us on Instagram at Parked in Turn 1, uh, and uh, at Parked Turn One, and Facebook at Parked and Turn One. And you know, i I've, I've had a great time tonight. But keep that shiny side up and that rubber side down, and uh, have a great night out there in Podcast Land. Good night, guys, from me and Bo. We will talk to you next week.
1: Have a good one. Night.